Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. As you can hear, students are making their way back into school. From Prince William County. I'm very nervous. Um, <laughs> to Fairfax County. I'm excited for eighth grade because I want to meet my new teachers. And in the District of Columbia. It's the first day of school. Come on, y'all. I'm not going to lie. The year came really fast. I feel real good about today. Students are filing back into cafeterias, gymnasiums, and classrooms. But not as many as before. In the last three years, absenteeism has gone up and up nationally and locally. More and more students just aren't showing up for class consistently. To better understand this concerning trend, we turn to WTOP reporter Kate Ryan. She tells us what's going on here, why this matters, and what's being done to reverse chronic absenteeism. Kate Ryan, welcome to the DMV Download Podcast. Thank you. It's been a while. I know it's been a while. We're glad to have you back. So chronic absenteeism, kids not going to school. It's an issue that's gotten worse in the last few years, and it's a wildly complex issue with tons of factors. So that's why you're here, to kind of help us understand it. Now, you've been doing some reporting this summer on Montgomery County Public Schools, a place you know very well. You actually were a high school teacher there for a little bit. That's correct. And you got, you know, your hands on some data that really kind of lays out absenteeism, you know, in Montgomery County, a trend that we're seeing nationally as well. So to start here, can you first broadly diagnose what's going on the last few years as far as kids going to school? Well, nationally, this is a problem. It's not a Montgomery County problem. It's not a D.C. or Prince George's or Loudoun or Fairfax. During the pandemic, 10.1 million children were chronically absent from school Mm. across this country. Chronically absent, what does that even mean? Right. You're missing 10% or more of the school days you're supposed to be there. So most school systems in our region, 180 days. If a child misses 18 days during that school year, that's chronically absent. I can tell you from teacher experience, I had classes where fully one-third of my students were out far more than 18 days out of the entire school year. And I can hear someone saying, okay, 10%, whatever, you know, but what impact does that have from an educational perspective when you're missing 10% of class? You know, do you fall behind? Is that a pretty big deal? It is massive. And it also, the, the age at which these children are not showing up to school will have different impacts. For example, a third or fourth grader or even a second grader hmm. is missing out on the fundamentals of reading and number order, being able to recover from that is very, very challenging. Bottom line, they may not learn to add and subtract. They may not learn to read fluently Mm. with any proficiency, whatever. So it's critically important that uh, children of the youngest ages get in there. In the middle schools, they're what we call transition years, a Mm. sixth grader going into seventh the seventh grader going into eighth grade, and the eighth grader going into ninth grade, into high school. Those are key points in a child's education life. When you make that jump from elementary to middle school, suddenly you're not reading, you're not being read to 
Right. And you are reading to learn. So it's on mm. you now. You, okay, read, read this the textbook. chapter. Right, 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 right. Or read this fun, interesting thing on our um, automated whiteboards, yeah. the, the Promethean boards that they like to use. <laughs> well, if that child isn't fluent in reading, right. they're looking at that board and they're seeing Greek. Mm. And the jump from middle school into high school, you're going from a little more, you know, socially protected environment into, okay, seven periods a day, you're switching teachers, teachers don't have time. Now, I don't want to say that teachers don't have time for you, but right. the, the pressure to get the content to the child quickly and efficiently is through the roof. Mm. And if a child has been missing school and comes in and feels this pace, it's overwhelming. This is when seventh and eighth grade and ninth grade you're seeing kids perhaps choose to leave school entirely and drop out. And you mentioned this 10 million, you know, number number of students during the pandemic who, you know, had and suffered from chronic absenteeism. That's continued and we're seeing it, you know, where are we now? Like what what what's the change here? I I couldn't tell you. I okay. don't have that data. But we do know in Montgomery County, for example, that the numbers did go up from 2018 pre-pandemic right mm. before the pandemic hit. Uh, to the 2022-2023 school year. For example, in pre-K, and this is stunning. These are the little ones who are just getting used yeah. to a school climate, a learning Socialization. climate. Socialization. Right. 45% chronically absentee. Elementary school, 19%. This is in Montgomery County. Right. Uh, middle school, 22%. And high school, just shy of 36%. And there are 162,000 students in the Montgomery County school system. It's the largest one in Maryland. And those are pretty big percentage numbers. I mean, 45%, that's that's huge. And, you know, no student population is a monolith here. Is it impacting different students differently? It's impacting the most vulnerable students the most. And mm. by that, we're talking uh, no matter what your ethnic or racial background uh, if you are on free and reduced meals, if you are lower income, it's hitting those groups hardest. And among African Americans, thirty percent; Hispanics, forty-five percent. This is this is where it's really challenging. Mm. And there's a tremendous amount of outreach going on right now to try and shore up those numbers. Right. So let's talk about these proposed solutions here. You know, Montgomery County seems to be aware of this issue. How are they planning to stop this chronic? Absenteeism. Well, number one, they're kicking off this school year with all together now. That's their theme. Okay. And I know it sounds like, oh, it's a PR campaign. <laughs> well, yes, because right. you need to uh, impress upon parents. For example, a child who's absent in the first few weeks of school, that sets up a pattern that is hard to recover from. Mm. That's the setup to how classes operate, getting to know your teachers, getting into the routine, and starting with the fundamentals from which you you jump. So one of the things is impressing upon families and the students themselves. We want you here. We need you here. We're not successful without you all together now. So that's part of it. Mm. A big part of it will be getting more real-time data, like what's going on right now. And they are working with a new platform to do this. And literally, that data should be able to pinpoint who is absent, um, how long have they been absent, what is the issue? And trying to drill into that. Another facet of this is using the student wellness teams that were formed to help kids with mental health stresses because mm. of the pandemic. Okay, they are now part of that pupil personnel staff 
that will pinpoint uh, and reach out to these students and their families. Mm. So it's going to be kind of an intensive um, triaging almost like, okay, let's get you taken care of. And then uh, they're also doing looking at programs that they have been using, one of them with the state's attorney's office mm. in partnership. And you go, well, what is the state's attorney, right. prosecutor of crimes, doing involved here? Remember, truancy used to be something that could get you fined, get a parent put in you know, jail right. uh, on the extremes. So now what they're finding is, look, if we band together and sort of form a safety net for these kids when they notice. And we've covered this in, here in Montgomery County and at WTOP. I got to sit in with a session mm. um, with a team from the state's attorney's office, with teachers and with volunteers, community volunteers. And it's a real wraparound of, let's say it's Jimmy has been absent. They get Jimmy in this program and they go, it's 10 weeks. We're going to help you with your homework. We're going to offer tutoring, and we're going to monitor where your grades are. Mm. There's also a reward system built in so that at the end, Jimmy can get maybe, I don't know, a cool pair of headphones or something <laughs> right, you know, that's attractive to a child. And this was a middle school student that I got to watch go through this, and he was kind enough to let us sit in on his session. <laughs> Poor Jimmy. And he had completed – yeah, he could – and that's not his name. Right? I know. Uh, and he had completed his 10 weeks and was a success. Mm. Um, we don't know how many kids don't manage to to do that, but and it's short term. And and uh, Damon Monteleone, the associate superintendent with Montgomery County, talked about this the other day and said that's a ten week thing. We're trying to build that out and mm. be more effective in this. And I have to say, you know, we've been we've been critical of Montgomery County schools in a number of different areas. This is an extremely difficult issue. We've been hearing from WTOP's Kate Ryan on the issue of rising absenteeism at local schools, specifically Montgomery County. After the break, Ryan tells us what students are saying about this trend. Stick around. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And we're back. So, Kate, you mentioned that school officials are aware of this chronic absenteeism and are trying to fix it. So what are they hearing from these students who are you know, chronically absent? What are they saying? The kids tell them, uh, I don't see myself reflected here. I don't feel welcome here. Well, what's going on there? Hmm. The school system actually did an anti-racism audit because they found that students were writing the school climate as hostile or not feeling represented. And that was all over the map. It might be um, Muslim students. It might be African-American students. It might be Hispanic students who say, when we study, I don't, not only do I not see a teacher who looks like me, hmm. 
but I don't see content that reflects, hey, wait a minute, um, where were the contributions of the people, who, you know, who come from my group, right. who, my identity? Left out. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems that um, I'm not welcome here. Yeah. Um, the And to that end, there are efforts to to address that. So making kids feel welcome. And I again, I know a lot of people say that's a little woo-woo. Hey, kid, get up, get out, mm. go and do your thing. But they've been through two and a half years right. where they were at home and fending for themselves. Right. Again, as much as all school systems were trying. So they really need this, you matter, you're important. Mm. And again, my most challenging kids, if I could get them to understand and buy into the fact that we do care about you and uh, teachers miss you when you're not here. Like I noticed that. Right. Boy, the dynamic can shift dramatically. To that point, teachers are the people who are saying you matter, you know, and are caring for these students and creating that environment. Are there enough teachers? You know, that's the big question. They're almost there. And I have to say this year they're in much, much better shape than they were last year. They are short. I think it's 148 still need to be filled and 68 of those are special ed. Okay. Special education and math are the positions that are toughest to hire. We have fewer graduates coming out of education uh, programs who are qualified to teach in those areas, and they are competed for very uh, aggressively by all school systems. And that number, about 148 to 168, that's not unusual. Mm. So they're in much better shape. Okay. How many did they actually hire? 1,100 new teachers. And they are trying to address this issue of, do these teachers look like me? Will they get me? 80 Asian uh, teachers, 207 black educators hired, and 183 Hispanic educators. Mm. And again, it just helps fill out the ranks in a school system where we have to recognize that white students are now in the minority. Yeah. So it has to be reflected. I know a lot of people kind of go, oh, please. But- if you don't look like your own community, people wonder if you are connected. Mm. Um, so I think these kind of go a long way towards getting that done. Now, they have a cadre of substitutes, more than I think 1,100 substitutes in place, right. qualified, ready to go. They have a pool that is available. So they're very confident they're in, on good footing there. And that's a stark difference from the past you know, two years. The pandemic, there was severe, you know, staff shortages. So this is improvement. I mean, am I right to say that? Absolutely. They are feeling much better about how they're walking into this school year. Now, the proof will be in the pudding, right? Right, right of um, course. And then staffing for buses. Now, this has been a huge issue, again, everywhere. Uh, school districts were outbidding each other. You yeah. remember there were wage battles of, I'll give you $14 an hour. We're going to $17 an hour. In Montgomery County this year, uh, Dr. Manifa McKnight said they are fully staffed for bus drivers, wow. and they have a bench ready to go. Now, this is not representative of all school districts. We do know of some school districts that are short personnel. Charles County is one of them. You know, their uh, bus association, you know, is saying we need more funds, basically. And classroom teachers in some jurisdictions. And I don't have the numbers there, but we, we are aware that there are some issues there. So um, it's it's a challenge. I mean, educating kids is a incredibly complex process nowadays. One of the other things I should mention, too, on why kids don't come to school, Mm. a lot of them said, again, they had two years of being able to, and and I I cast no aspersions here, but roll out of bed, turn on the computer, maybe be in bed and Mm. attend class that way, right? 
So now you want me to get to a building right. filled with people I don't know and don't feel connected to anymore, given what we went through in the past two years. Mm. There's very little appeal for a high school student to sit through 45 minutes of seven different subjects that they may or may not care about. It's not engaging. And again, I know a lot of old school folks who are of my vintage or older <laughs> right. will go, get over it, kid. But the bottom line is, if the kids don't see relevance, and they live in a different world, they live in a world where mm. AI is coming into play. What jobs are going to be out there in the future? Uh, what kind of pay can I expect? Will I get paid enough to live in the county I'm growing up in right now? So there's a lot that has to be reconsidered, and there seems to be an effort to address that. They didn't get very specific in terms of curriculum changes, but... Overall, I will tell you in Maryland with the Blueprint for Education, right. there is a broad discussion of career education and where we're going to have to go with that. Because, again, these kids are being launched into a totally different world. Right. We're at a momentous point in the education you know, world with technology changing, as you've mentioned, the pandemic. Why should people care? I know, you know some of my friends kind of yawn off education news. They might not have kids yet. Why should people care? Two reasons you said they may not have kids yet. Well, when they do, they're going to everything <laughs> right. changes. Okay, everything changes, and it's like that. And again, I'm going to date myself here. There was an old hair care commercial: "If you don't look good, we don't look good." If these kids don't do well, the rest of us don't do well. If they can't earn enough to live in the communities in which they grew up, then you have people who are falling behind economically, and the rest of us, you know, taxes go to where the needs are. That's not good. Mm. And I think we all want the best for every kid. I mean, hopefully we live in a community and <laughs> oh, a country, right. right? There's that. I mean, it's the USA. It's the United States of America. We all um, have to care about each other. And I will put in the plug, you know, uh, as a former teacher, I will address the students directly. Kids, we need you in those seats. You you are missed. You do matter. And you do contribute. I'll, very quickly. Mm. There are three students who come to mind when I think about chronic absenteeism. I'm not going to name them, obviously. There was nothing wrong with their brains. Two of those three were way smarter than a lot of the kids. <laughs> they, they were whip smart. They were just fast, quick. You know, they, right. they got stuff quickly. There were things going on at home mm. that kept them from coming in. I missed them when they weren't there, and so did the other kids in the class. They didn't benefit from the insights that these kids brought. They didn't benefit from the diversity of viewpoint and just the fun. Some of these kids are, like, fun. Right. And, and you can have fun and learn. And, again, no teacher goes into this field not caring about kids. They're all there because – and they will say it over and over again, and kids find it hard to believe, but they love you, and they want you to succeed. That's why they're there. Mm. Well, Kate, as we start this school season, thank you for coming on the show to you know, give us your perspective as a reporter and also a former teacher. We really appreciate it. You got it. Thank you. And that'll do it for us today here on the DMV Download Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, let us know how we're doing on this show. We love feedback. So let us know in the reviews on your favorite podcast platform or just give us some stars. This show is brought to you by WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in the D.C. area, 107.7 FM in Virginia, and 103.9 FM in Frederick, Maryland. Online at WTOP.com and, of course, on the WTOP News app. Have a great week. We'll talk Wednesday.